Life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark LeBusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark LeBusque here for the Simply Practically Human podcast. It's the Friday edition. Yep, the short, sharp version of this week's podcast. It's been a good week. I want to talk today about what we hide from. The reason this has come to mind for me today, and I want to just talk a little bit about it, is I had a, a pretty amazing experience on the weekend just gone through a, uh, a bloody good human being by the name of David Mallard I used to work with, and Dave invited me along or got me to sign up for a what, what I'd call a challenging weekend of what they called Awakening the Conscious Man. And um, one of the things I love about this work, and, and people will know this about me, there's no bullshit. When you get there, they tell you that it's going to be challenging. They tell you that you're going to feel uncomfortable. And that they also tell you this is what I say to people, you get out of the work what you're prepared to put into the work. And one of the activities we did early on was we actually had to grab an A3 sheet of paper and uh, draw a little bit of a picture of our lives. And that's pretty, pretty challenging in the fact that, first of all, I don't draw very well. So my drawing ended up being, and I'm looking at it right now, ended up being a whole lot of stick figures and a lot, lot more words than actual pictures because I, I'm a shit drawer or I thought that. And um, this is where the hiding started. So I was paired up with someone else and I was doing my work and uh, I was finding it, I thought I was going through it pretty well, but I was actually starting to hide as I did this work. And the reason I knew that was it just didn't seem to flow very well until I got to a particular point in doing the work and I wrote at the bottom of my page these words, am I really good enough? Now, I put them at the bottom of the page in capital letters but sort of far enough away from the center of the page where there's a picture of me and you'll see it in the, um, the show notes and in the, the banner for this week's episode, I actually um, had a picture of me inside a cage, like I was caged, like I was in some sort of prison that I'd put myself into. And then I wrote a whole lot of things around it that had to do with my work and my work history and maybe some stuff that happened when I was a bit younger, a few events that have happened along the way. And what I worked out over the two days was that the very thing that should have been in the middle of the page was the thing that I wrote at the bottom. And in some respects, I was actually trying to hide it. I was trying to keep it out of view, keep it out of my vision, because if I expose it and shone the light on it, it would create a level of discomfort for me that I didn't want. And here's the guy that says we need to become comfortably uncomfortable and at times uncomfortably uncomfortable. So I was able to find a way to trick myself into moving this to the bottom of a sheet rather than the middle because something was telling me it was protecting me from doing this work. And you really don't want to go there, Mark, because it'll open up some stories that you don't want to know about. I'm just wondering as I'm talking about this, if anyone can relate to it. So what was I hiding from? I was hiding from, I'd say, 40-odd years of stories that I'd heard along the way, that I'd heard from other people, that then turned into stories that I heard about myself. And it can come from a whole lot of places. I think it came from the schoolyard as one place, being told that you did well but could do better. It came from parents at times, not being happy with the grades that you got, 
it came from secondary school and exams and missing out by two marks at year 12 on the thing I really wanted to do. All these things were reinforcing the words at the bottom of the page, which were telling me that I wasn't really good enough. And that can just roll on from there. There's a, redu- there's a redundancy in there that I didn't want along the way. Perhaps I wasn't good enough at that stage to stay in that business because I didn't have something that I needed. And those stories have carried on right up to today. And I've even just been facilitating today with a small organization. But on the way up there, little mate turns up again, the story turns up, the uninvited guest, and it's like, this will be the time you fuck it up because you're not good enough. So I also look at that and I say to myself, I think that's a bit of a motivation to be good enough. So I don't mind that the words are there. I don't mind that the voice is there because I like to prove that voice wrong. I like to let that voice in and I suggest you do the same thing. Let the voice in and ask it if it's really true. Is that really true? Let's go back through time and just check in, shall we? And I reckon if you sat down with that voice and started to have that conversation, it would get very uncomfortable because it's like, oh shit, let's not go to examples and experience and data and and real life and lived experiences because you might just start to find out that perhaps you are good enough, whatever good enough means. We want to keep you away from that. So we'll hide it away. And every now and again, we'll bring it out into the spotlight and we'll remind you of it. So I just wonder how often all of us, myself included, when that voice turns up that says we're not good enough, we try and shove it back out the door very quickly or too quickly and we don't get the opportunity to sit down with it and have a conversation. And I'm I'm going to say that's sort of rule number one for me now is to invite that voice in. And I suggest you all do that. Invite it in, sit it down, make it a cup of tea, whatever it might like, and uh, have a conversation with it about, well, what is this all about? When did this happen? How long has it been going on? What are the examples? What are the examples that confirm that I'm not good enough? When did they last happen? What are the examples that confirm that perhaps I am indeed good enough or you are indeed good enough? And how are you feeling about that? How often are you thinking and hearing these voices that, I need to conform, I need to fit in, I need to keep myself safe. So one of the ways to do that is don't deal with the stuff that's sitting there that makes you uncomfortable. And what happened over the two days, and there was a few different moments there, but there was one in particular that I think really helped me was that I often get told by people that I'm good enough and my work's great and it's remarkable. And I'm sure you all get the same things. People give you praise. They acknowledge, they appreciate the work that you do, not just the work in the workplace, it may be the work outside that in your family, in your community, wherever it might be. But we tend not to spend a lot of time reflecting on what we've been told when it's going into our good news filing cabinet. But the moment that there's something dropped out of our bad news filing cabinet to remind us, like seven-year-old Mark did well but could do better. He hammered the nail in that didn't go in straight, so it needed to be pulled out. He got 263 marks in year 12 when he needed 265 because he didn't work hard enough. Therefore, he wasn't committed enough. Therefore, he wasn't good enough. And roll it on to a whole lot of other things. Being once told by a manager that I wasn't going to get a promotion because his boss didn't rate me. Basically, again, because you're not good enough. I think that's just a shit way for that boss of mine to make the decision easy upon himself and perhaps just a bit of a gutless way to, to not stand up to his boss and say, maybe he can do the job. I wonder if anyone else has been through that. So a whole lot of things were 
were playing away there. And what I'm going to suggest to you is that what I found out over this time, particularly on day two, we did a little activity, little activity where we laid down for an hour and we just did a um, some breath works. And it was just inhaling and exhaling in a regular pattern for one hour. So that's a long time. And what I'm going to say is that this little piece fronted up and they said there could be some uh, different reactions, some emotional reactions of, of varying sorts. But what I'm going to say to you, and I'm going to suggest that you have to go and do the breath works, but you could sit with this as well, if you like, as a lesson, is that I actually let that voice come in. And in the time that I had there to reflect and to ponder and, and try not to think too much, but just concentrate on the breathing and where it was taking me, was that there was a level of calmness that came across me. And at one point in time, it was like, the voice wasn't, am I really good enough? What it said was, I really am good enough. So we moved the am from the start, as in the first word is, am I really good enough to the second word? And it was then, I am really good enough. And there was a level of calmness. And I've got to say that I felt it for the rest of the week. I know that the voice will come back and, and try and and rearrange those two words. So M will go from second back to first again, or it'll go the other way around and it'll be like, it'll stay in its place that it was originally written, which was asking me the question rather than making a statement. And the statement is, I am really good enough. The question I asked myself on day one is, am I really good enough? Because I've asked that question now for 40 plus years, maybe close to the year, 48 years, I reckon. So ask yourself the same question, fellow humans. What are you hiding from? Why are you hiding from it? What's the data that's telling you that it's true? Are you having the conversation with that voice or are you trying to shut it out? And why is it that you're shutting that voice out? What other data are you using to try and create the smoke screen? As I said on the second day, I've just created a fucking smoke screen here. And the smoke screen was the rest of the drawing and all of the things I wrote on there to hide that at the bottom of the page was really what I was hiding from. So a simple shift in language, a simple shift in some words, but more importantly, and I'm going to say this, that I made a choice to go to something that was going to make me uncomfortable and not do the usual thing of sitting in comfort and hoping it might go away or hoping that I could hide it, that I actually let it come out in the 48 hours and be seen. So ask yourself the question, what is it at the moment that you're hiding from? What's the voice? What's the story? Where's it coming from? And ultimately, and I think this is the most important one, how true is it? Because I think that's a great question to ask yourself. Is it true? But you won't know that until you stop hiding it, and until you start putting it out into the spotlight to be seen, not just by yourself, but by the world. And don't be too caught up in everyone else going, oh, no, that's not about you. It's your work to do, not their work to do. But that was my reflection for the week. Was it challenging? Yes, it was. Was I uncomfortable? Yes, I was. Did I feel safe? Yeah, I felt pretty safe. At times, it felt a bit shitty. But I already know that I'm feeling at least... I don't know what sort of weight it would be, 10 kilos, 20 kilos, cognitively lighter by going through the process. And now I'm happy to sit there and read those words and not hide them at the bottom of the page.
So there you go. Hey, that was a bit of a rant, that one. If you loved it and if you can relate to it and if it's something that you're doing as well, why not rate it five stars? Give us a little review as to what you loved about it. And if you liked it and if you think others would like it, subscribe to it, share it with your friends, get them subscribing as well. These little short, sharp ones, I hope, give you something to think about and they complement the experts I get on on a Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. But until next time, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now.